loading things that I don't want it to load. Ew. Yeah. I hate it. Why is it? Why? I'm a giraffe. <laughs> I'm a giraffe. <laughs> you can you can always sort of your giraffe. I'm a giraffe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So uh, we've already lost listeners. Oh, I welcome. Hello. Hello. I mean, I guess got it out. Late, late night. <laughs> late night recording night. Late night podcast. It's hysterical history. Oh, wow. What? 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 Crazy, what? right? What? I'm Alexis. I'm Haley. And we haven't recorded in a minute, so we might be weird. <laughs> Feeling all kinds of funky. But guess what time it is? It's spooky time. Spooky Halloween time. It's time for the spooks. Spookers. And you know what we're going to talk about today, Haley? <laughs> the scariest <laughs> state of all the United States. Colorado. 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 Haley only knows because I already told her. She didn't guess. <laughs> Colorado is She's not so like the, obviously it's Colorado. It is not the scariest state. <laughs> it is not. It's not even in the top ten. <laughs> and there's it's only, not even in the top fifty. And there's no, only there's only fifty. There, so the top yeah. ten is like yeah a good portion of them. We should do the top ten scariest though. That would be fun. The other day I was looking because I was discussing um, a certain I'm not going to say which state but mm-hmm. a certain state's uh, education system with someone how bad it is <laughs> yeah. and so then I was looking to see where they were ranked and one of them that was really low on the list was Oregon and I was like that seems weird I don't agree and then I read the description for it and it was like for Oklahoma but the Uh-oh. pictures were for Oregon so the person just got it mixed up you know that <laughs> and, but uh, it was like Oklahoma's uh, this blah blah and I was like this is okay you just did the list wrong that's fine correct <laughs> cuz it was like 39th was Oregon and I was like I don't believe that that seems low <laughs> seems really low I don't seems, know <laughs> but know. you know right there at the bottom Alabama <laughs> I was like yeah sorry Alabama sorry I mean you know I it's, mean, not, it's it's not probably if you're listening your fault I'm I'm sorry it's just that rough. like it like this. Yeah, it do be like this. But we're not talking about them. We're talking about Colorado today. The spookiest of states. And you might be like, it's weird that you have a state-specific horror episode, Halloween episode that's and, about specifically Colorado. And, like, of all the states, like, you're not doing anything in New England. <laughs> yeah. To which I would agree. Uh but I found when I was doing some Googles a good article that I really liked that was specifically about Colorado. Someone calling out Colorado. Yeah. I found an article called 10 Creepy Real Stories That Happened in Colorado by Patrick McGuire on a website called Uncover Colorado. <laughs> so I would encourage everyone oh. who lives in the United States in their own state to find a local uh, website publication that you can put your creepy history in and then maybe i'll find it like this one <laughs> yeah then we'll do your state thanks patrick <laughs> he, i don't think he listens i don't know him but maybe patrick never listens <laughs> he never listens he to me. never <laughs> listens so the first i i want to say too um this is not really a spoiler but if i was gonna subtitle this episode which i'm not it would be and you can guess what happens next like i feel like most of these things are uh they eat each other <laughs> they eat each other. There's actually a cannibal thing I didn't put in here that might be its own thing later. It's, uh, it's just one of those uh, 
like it's it's mountainy and like western enough. Yes. That you know someone like somebody us. Did. someone got stuck in the mountains uh-huh. or a mine or the snow and they had to eat each other. Yeah. What else do you do when you're stuck in the baby? It's cold <laughs> outside. Guess we'll eat each yeah, other. I'm hungry, so bye. No, but we're not doing any of that. I just mean almost all of these stories as it goes, you're gonna be like, I see where this is going mm. <laughs> and it's not pretty. Mm-hmm. So first we're gonna start in Cheeseman Park. That's a bad place to start. Or Cheeseman. I'm not sure. It's spelled weird, uh, but it looks like cheese. The Park of the Cheese Man. <laughs> yes, Cheese Man's Park. <laughs> and it's in Denver. Okay. What is currently Denver. Oh. Um, but it didn't used to be a park. It used to be a cemetery. Oh. Either oh. called Mount Prospect Cemetery or Prospect Hill Cemetery. I got mixed answers. Oh, Denver. Did you, like, what'd you do with the bodies, though? <laughs> yeah, that's what they're talking about. Denver. So, uh, all we know is they were prospecting and it's a cemetery at the time. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people from Denver were buried there. Uh, I would say, I think they said 5,000 bodies oh, in that no. cemetery. So it's big. Oh, no. And, you know, Denver is their biggest place. <laughs> in the 1880s, they were looking around with these Victorians and were like, you know what? This cemetery is really ugly. <laughs> this is a bummer. I wish it was a park. <laughs> I wish we could stroll through here without being judged. To which I want to say, I, we've we've been to cemeteries, yeah. a few, and um, they're, a lot of them are really pretty mm-hmm. and, like, nice. They are, like, walking paths. Nice and quiet. Like, cemeteries are not fantastically different than parks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like these two things could coexist if you just do it correctly. They're better than parks because, like, there aren't screaming children all the time. But it's like, you know, if you just find a spot where there's, like, not people buried in your cemetery, just put it in a basketball court. Now it's a park. <laughs> Doing some, some hoops with yeah, the dead. It's a, get, get a, like, a skate bowl in there. Park. Dead, dead hoops. <laughs> They're hopping on their skateboards over. It's like... Dead people stones. are like, oh, rad. Oh, sick tricks. <laughs> sick tricks. <laughs> that Ollie was incredible. That's the worst part about being dead and buried is it's so boring. Yeah, they that's just, what they need is skateboarding. They just, they just want a skate park. That's all they've wanted <laughs> for all they've ever wanted. 170 years is a skate park. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think there are ways that you can make a park a, or make a park out of a cemetery that doesn't make it not a cemetery is yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> they don't agree with me, though, in the past. A lot of people don't agree. They're like, you can't have fun in a cemetery. Yeah, no, impossible. Or a park. Uh, and this is a Victorian era, so they're like, absolutely not. You can't do that. Very. So, uh, very good ideas. And, uh, you know, they're like, we can't hang out with all these bodies. That's unseemly. So instead, let's dig them all up and move them somewhere else. I don't know how to feel. I'm like, is it going to be worse or better if they leave the bodies there? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> Neither option and it's like, is good. Why can't you just spruce up the cemetery and build a park somewhere else? I don't understand why this specific place has to be a park. This one was so nice. I just don't understand. Yeah, it's it was, just it's such a good location. <laughs> the zoning is perfect the for a zo- park. The zoning is perfect. <laughs> what is zoning? Um, but so yeah, they're like, let's dig them up and move them, which is like so ridiculous that I was like, why would you do this? And uh, after a few years of them doing this, they've only moved seven hundred bodies out of five thousand <gasps> no. bodies. So now it's taking forever. 
what does that even average out to? Very little. Like one a month or something? <laughs> it's very low. What? So they're like, this is taking way too long. It also, in this article, does not say why it's taking so long. It just is like, this is way too slow. So they hire a new man <laughs> to do the job. Oh, a new man. Named E.P. McGovern. Mm. And uh, guess what they're going to do? Oh, are they? Uh, you can guess. I don't want it. They're going to pay him per coffin oh. to move the bodies. Oh, no. It's and, such uh, a, you should never do that. <laughs> and you can guess what's going to happen. We've seen this before. <laughs> we know what's going to happen. Don't, you know. Don't do that. And you can guess what happens next. Oh, no. They ended, uh, <laughs> there's only 5,000 bodies. They ended up with like 7,000. <laughs> Where are these extra ones going? Yeah. So McGovern starts dismembering bodies uh, to put them into more coffins than mm, are necessary. That's honestly a lot better than what I thought he was going to do. <laughs> And he's mixing pieces, like oh. So he's putting some people's legs with other people's arms into one box. Grandma's getting all mixed it's, up. So it's really bad. Oh, it's it's bad. just very like like if digging people up already to build this dumb park wasn't like desecrating their graves enough. Mm-hmm. Now he's just chopping them into pieces and mixing them up. The taxpayers are very upset. <laughs> it's so gross and weird and we bad. Should have given that first guy more than a teaspoon to dig them up with. <laughs> Right, that's why it just takes it so long. He doesn't have equipment. Bit by bit, digging these people. This up. guy's like sawing people in half. Jeez. I mean, to be fair, I thought he was just gonna start killing people. No. Yeah, it's not like uh, what was your episode about where we? Oh, like Burke, Burke and Harry. They were did selling it. the bodies, yeah. yeah, to like science. For science. For science. No, um, no, he's just cutting up already dead people. Yeah. <laughs> Better. <laughs> Just a bit of a schemer. He's a bit of a yeah. scoundrel. <laughs> uh, so somebody notices that he's doing this because I think he just oh, left one open and they're just like, why are there so many random bits in here? Like, like this three arms. <laughs> this amount of body parts doesn't add up to one person. And why are they in pieces? And so, yeah, especially in the Victorian era, how <laughs> terrifying and gross, oh, you know? Oh, the head's missing. Because I, I feel like now it would still be creepy. Mm-hmm. But that, like, at the time, everything is so unseemly that that's, like, just horrifyingly bad. Like the, the breach and decorum. Yeah. To, like— The manners of it all. The manners. The gall. <laughs> to desecrate the manners. Gosh, they he must have been the lowest bidder. <laughs> it's really bad. Oh, it's not good. And so they report him to the higher-ups <laughs> at Denver, you know, whatever government they Denver have. Denver Grave Desecration and Committee. And so that he gets fired. <laughs> Well, and I was like, as he should. Is that it? <laughs> He's not going to get charged with anything. They're like, there's no crimes. Good attempt, but we're going to have to fire you. Uh, and he doesn't. He doesn't get charged with any crimes. <laughs> I guess there's no crime. Well, what what was what is the cutting crime? up a body is a crime? I guess. <laughs> He's like, what crime? But there I is committed? no crime. What crime? And um, the problem is Haley. Oh, we, yeah. have, we haven't there's gotten a, to the problem, problem yet. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's still 3,000 bodies. True. So he moved 1,300 of them probably in 2,000 coffins. <laughs> but there are still 3,000 buried people. Listen, no one's going to know. So uh, they're in coffins. They just take the headstones away and they make it a park. Yep. So they're still there. <laughs> Municipal work. So when you were like, is it worse or better if they dig them up? I'm like, they're going to do both. Both. <laughs> Both is good. They're going to do both bad things. <laughs> you don't have to decide. Denver. Uh, so that's, and it's a park right now. Like, you can go. Who is the cheese man? And I don't know. 
He's evil, though, probably. Chuck E. Cheese is the park of the dead. He's a murderer. (laughs) But now I'm like, way to make the most haunted park you could. Uh, Half of them are. 3,000 people are under there, and you took away their headstones. (laughs) Some of them are like actually desecrated yeah. and the rest are just like why did you imagine you had a family member buried there they didn't get dug up or moved or cut into pieces they just they ju- and now they're you just, just don't know where they are they're just there did they lie to the families I have like, no we, idea okay, yeah we took care of them <laughs> that's all the information I have mystery mm-hmm. so yeah that's just, that's the park wow <laughs> wow and I was like this is amazing wow <laughs> I love this Woof. You couldn't have just made a new park. You could have just done it. No, we wanted that one. Now we're going to go to the Hotel Colorado. Welcome oh. to the Hotel Colorado. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's in Glenwood Springs. Is which it is, such a lovely place? <laughs> it has a, such a lovely face. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's old and weird. Um, but it's in Glenwood Springs, and people think it's haunted. Well... Are they right? <laughs> That's it. Is there, a, <laughs> is there a real ghost? Um, some people think it's cursed because uh, Ute Indians used to live there, and then they were displaced. <laughs> displaced. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Quote, unquote. Displaced. What a, displaced them. What a civil word. <laughs> displaced. What a careful, uh, <laughs> passive voice. Yeah. They were displaced. This also happened in 1880. The 1880s in Colorado is bad. <laughs> The the 80s are always a time the 80s of are always frightful and sketchy. <laughs> no matter what the numbers are in front of it. But uh, the Hotel Colorado was originally built by a wealthy silver magnate uh, and banker by the name of uh, Walter DeVroe. Already cursed. Who opened the hotel in 1893 at a cost of $850,000. God, there's like nothing. That's so 80s. <laughs> Just like this little mountain silver yeah, man, like banker. Uh, I'm gonna open a cursed hotel. Also, that he got money presumably from like mining silver and then became a banker, which is just like you know the e- most evil thing I've ever heard. <laughs> the absolute most twiddle your mustache, rich yeah. man garbage. And um, it's true. in today's money, that hotel cost twenty four million dollars. I mean, yeah, for him to build that. I can't imagine he would build a not. Good Imagine hotel. spending that much money on a hotel, though, oh, like yeah. that long ago. Real estate. What? <laughs> That's wild. He's playing in Mon- Colorado. Like it costs that much at the <laughs> yeah. t- in the eighteen nineties. Who's, who's paying that much for yeah, hotels right, in the eighties? I don't know. Um, but the hotel earned the nickname the Little White House of the West oh. um, because. Theodore Roosevelt and William Howard Taft uh, stayed there for extended periods well, of there, time. There you go. He's just playing a smart Monopoly game. Yeah. Uh, and apparently that's where the original teddy bear is rumored to have been given to Teddy Roosevelt. Oh. By the hotel maids. Oh, the maids. Cute. I'm like, there's no way this silver man was involved in that. I'm like, <laughs> no. no, it was the maids. Oh, maids. Maids are nice. Uh, I don't know if you're able to see the sign, uh, um, but it is cursed. It's bad. Why does it look like it's from the 1980s? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is it? Did they do a new one? They just never made a new one. It looks old. It looks cursed. It looks hotel, like... Hotel... I mean, we'll post a picture, but the word hotel is so spaced out, and then Colorado barely fits in there, and the O's are at, like, weird angles. There's, like, weird kerning going on. Uh, It's not good. 
I suggest they get a new sign. Like, I know this might be historical, but, like, put it in a museum. Don't put it outside of your hotel. <laughs> it belongs in a museum. <laughs> it belongs in a museum. Um, but, you know, we're not just talking about it because it's old and because there's a bad sign and they they probably kicked out Native <laughs> Americans, although that's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but during World War II, Hotel Colorado was leased to the U.S. Navy. What? And it was used as a hospital. That's the – everything about that is insane. <laughs> Colorado, the Navy, hospital. They, There were too many Navy people to just use the normal hospital in or, Colorado? Or, like, one that's closer to an ocean. <laughs> Why isn't Colorado? What? That's so far away from all of the ports. Really? Right? They're, they don't have any ports. How are they getting them there? Oh, what? I'm confused. What? Did they have to fly them there? That's sad. <laughs> That's just not what they're supposed to do. That's not how you do a Navy man. <laughs> they, they use as a hospital. They don't know what to do. And uh, it's in use for three years, even a year after the war, because uh, people are still there and they're hurt. It's got some kind of weird, yeah. And they had 6,500 patients, so like a lot of people. Oh, is that like um, where they go to... Like get mountain air because their lungs are broken or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is it like these navy men aren't going to go back? <laughs> so just give them some good lung air, uh-huh. <laughs> maybe. Freak them out, um, show them what a mountain is. They're like, oh. And this is like, and not all of them left Hotel Colorado alive. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's a hospital. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's normal. <laughs> some of them tried to sail off it's and they just, couldn't. The writing is so. I love Patrick. The writing is so <laughs> dramatic. Anna. Patrick at it again. Look at him go. Uh, but to my quote says to accommodate deceased deceased patients, the hotel's basement was used as a morgue. Yeah, and you know that's like whatever that happens. And what what's, else are you supposed to do? What's creepy about it to me specifically, why I included this, is that they still have two of the ovens in the basement. Come on, and it's been almost a hundred years. Come on, since that happened, you can't. This happened in the nineteen forties. That's eighty years ago. Oh man, I mean, I, and they just have them down there, I, just in case. <laughs> so, ovens what? that burn people have to burn really hot. Yes. So I bet they're super heavy mm-hmm. and hard to move. Probably, which means like they would have had to specially put mm-hmm. ovens in there. Yeah. For their navy men. Yeah. And then they left it. But it's so cursed that it's still there. Like, yeah. I get that it's probably too expensive to move it. Mm-hmm. But, like... There's, like, molecules of dead people in there. It's awful. <laughs> yeah. There's so like... that's why they're, like, it's haunted. Because they burned people there and it's still there. So we were cooking cursed. something the other day and I, like, tried to sprinkle some pepper on something. <laughs> And it was like all just dust. You just you just peppered the air in front of your face. That's all I can think. Of. You just go down to the basement. It's just like dead people pe- dust. People dust. Yeah, that's well, why old buildings <laughs> shouldn't exist too long. You know. Yeah. Because then they're just filled with dead people dust, and it's like that's nasty. What if they're like open air, like cloisters? If you or can something? clean it. But they're not cleaning you, those. You can't. They're not cleaning those. <laughs> you can't clean you it. You can't clean it. You just have to kill it. You can't, Nemo. <laughs> Now we're going to talk about Edward Ives. That's a that's a very good like 1880s name. Is it's he a, from He uh he our main events with him happened in the 1930s ish, but he could have been born in like the 1880s. I don't know how old he is, but I know he's an adult. 
Uh, Edward Ives is described in this article as a burglar and murderer convicted of shooting and killing a cop who busted a prohibition-era booze party he attended in 1928. Uh, Edward Ives murdered policemen. (laughs) Just bad. Which they don't take kindly to, you know. He makes them real mad. They, uh, yeah, they tend not to like it. Especially during Prohibition. Everyone's so angry all the time. <laughs> There's people looking for an excuse. <laughs> they're just like, gotta do it. People got Tommy guns and they're like, well, I want to use it now. Well, you know what? what? What's the point of having it if not to use it? What's the point? Why would God make guns if not to use <laughs> Why them? Why would God make guns? <laughs> uh... <laughs> So in order to try and trick them into thinking that he's crazy Mm -hmm. so they won't give him the death penalty, he starts speaking in, like, a weird garbled language he makes up. Oh, he's, like, doing tongues. Yeah. And then he also is uh, dipping his food into the toilet and then eating it, which— What a weird take. Imagine how gross a prison toilet in 1930s is. But also, like— like, that has to be the worst is, possible. He's going full method, like, mm-hmm. right now for yeah. no real reason. Because he doesn't want to die. Unless it's just to make himself sick. I, I mean, I think he just thinks that no sane person would do that. Oh, so he's, like, he's that doing makes it, it. He's doing it for an audience. He's Yeah, okay. the prison guards are there. Got so it. he's, yeah, he's trying to get a crazy defense. Basically. I thought he was trying to, like, give himself lead poisoning or something. I'm <laughs> no, like, no, no. That's a weird way to do it. <laughs> no. And so uh, it doesn't work. <laughs> Because so, uh, what, what do you want your final meal to be? I don't know. Yeah, Mr. To toilet. Dip it in the toilet. <laughs> Mr. Toilet Boy. You know how much they made fun of him, like, so much. And, like, imagine doing all that, and then it doesn't even work. I know. And then you're just dipping your food in the toilet for no reason. <laughs> just for fun. <laughs> and once again, it has to be so gross. It's the 1930s. Mm-hmm. Colorado? Prison? Yeah. Oh, Garbage. No. People try weird things to get out of prison in Colorado. Everywhere. <laughs> um, Everywhere, honestly. But uh, after they pronounce him sane, he is like, well, that's not great because hmm. he's definitely going to get hanged. Well, that's not what I wanted. But then, lucky for him, mm-hmm. a prison fight breaks out Ooh. where 12 people are killed, including seven guards. Oh. And one of those was the prison's hangman. And he'd been doing it for forever. They can't. No one. Just, you can't just get someone off the street. Nobody else could do it. They need like a, a graduate <laughs> you degree. A, a professional. <laughs> they got to be, have a, like a mentorship. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's at least eight years of training. <laughs> Gradual, like. You have to go to trade school specifically for hangmanship. So do they, do they have to like send for one? Uh, I don't know. They don't actually mention, like, who ends up, you know, being involved. Mm. He's like, this is great because it <laughs> means that I'm good because they've had that same guy for, like, decades. Mm-hmm. So he thinks, oh, now I'm safe. Also, he only weighs 80 pounds. Oh, no. So he's like, well, I'm too light to even do it. Ha ha. Ha ha. Which uh, I have a quote from him that says, they couldn't hang me if they wanted to. <laughs> A noose couldn't crack my neck. I'm too small to spring the trap. Oh. And uh, oh, reminded me of, uh, I think we've talked about him before, not on the podcast, but just like, you know, in our <laughs> daily lives. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this guy, Mitchell Roop, 
from Washington State who intentionally, in prison, gained as much weight as he could so that he could choose hanging on death row and that he'd be too fat (laughs) Mm -hmm. so that they wouldn't be able to do it. And that was his trick to get out of it. That was his trick. Yeah. He's like, this is going to work so that I don't get hanged. Because in Washington, you get a pick. And we still technically have hanging as an option. Although Mm. this seems ridiculous to me because this was pretty recent and we don't even really use the death penalty anymore. Like, we're a fairly liberal state, and uh, it's just mostly there for deals. It's, uh, yeah, it's just fun to threaten people with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, even if you're on death row, you're probably fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just in prison, and it's just like, you know, more... Serious prison. More isolated, serious prison. So, yeah, it's like more annoying. Mm-hmm. But, like, fearing the actual death is confusing to me. It's mm-hmm. like, we're not going to do it. Um, but he was afraid, obviously. And so he's like, well, if I'm too fat, they can't do it. And then from across the country, <laughs> engineers. engineers awaken, crawl out of their graves and are like, oh, I know how you could do that. Here's the model I drew in my documented plans. Here's the equation for I, uh, the counterweight you need. Just a Made up a model here. Honestly, if you have any engineers in your life, tell them about Mitchell saying he's too fat to be hanged, and they will immediately go get a piece of paper and a pencil and start explaining to you how they would do it. Give me a solid enough rope, I'll hang him. Their eyes will light up. You just see them, like, look off into the distance of, like, them trying to calculate in their brain exactly the equation they need to do it. It's adorable. Engineers are always one one moment away. I'm very attracted to engineers. I like logical people who want to like solve problems, so I'm into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you know any engineers out there, hi, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, hi. <laughs> just awkward. She finger gunned. It was yeah. cute. Just one though, which is even more awkward. Yep, just a single, <laughs> just a single finger gun. Anyway. Uh, but it reminds me of that, you know, where he's like, I'm too fat to be hanged. And then this guy's like, I'm too skinny to be hanged. I'll just float to I'm the like, ground. It's like you think they can't think of any other ways to do it. I don't know why that would have to be the way. Not, not with an inexperienced hangman. <laughs> and for uh, Mitchell Roop, who was trying to be too fat, he just died of a disease. So it didn't even matter. Well, <laughs> like it wasn't even related to just, him being on death row. Just had a like, just, heart yeah, disease. disease. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it was specifically related to how much weight he gained. Oh, it was cholesterol. But it could have been. Um, But like I said, I was just like, I'm too skinny. You can't do it. To which I say, once again, engineers are writing right now, figuring out how to hang. I bet that hangman was so, like, oh, man. This is a challenge. A challenge. A professional challenge. (laughs) Yeah. And he never got a chance. And then he got killed in a prison riot. It's so sad. (laughs) It's so sad. (laughs) I feel so bad for him. Um, And Ives is right. He is too skinny. But they try anyway. Can't you just, like, tie something around his feet? I just don't understand why you can't just, like, tie tie his neck and then just physically pull him up. Mm-hmm. Like, have, a, like, three guys just pull him yeah. with a rope or yeah, something. And then just, like, stake it to the ground, <laughs> you know? Just wait. It just seems like you don't need a, a trap, a a contraption. Well, because then a you, machine. Because then you just suffocate him, and you're supposed to break the neck. It's true, but what they do is worse. Mm-hmm. So this probably oh, was no. a better idea. So they use the machine that they normally do, mm-hmm. but the weight is too tight uh, to break his neck. So and it's too heavy for his body. So he ends up just flinging up towards the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> just throws him in the air. 
<laughs> the weights are off. We should have. We should have asked the engineers. <laughs> we just strangled them to death. <laughs> and so that doesn't work. So it didn't work. But they still try to do it two more times. You Fooling know, just, in his just body in, all in over. case it might work again. <laughs> um, and it doesn't. But he does die after uh, 23 minutes of basically just being suffocated. Well, so. Could have just used a it pillow. It probably would have just been better if they just started that way. Oh, my God. And this is, uh, once again, I'm going to put <laughs> a personal um, advertisement in for uh, uh, guillotines. Guillotines oh, yes. are much better at everything mm-hmm. than, than hanging. They're, they're great. I understand that hanging seems less bad because uh, their head doesn't come off usually. There's no, like, but, uh, blood or anything. It's just, it doesn't work. You, you know what? You can cut the head off skinny people, fat people, anybody. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy. You don't even have to adjust it, basically. You know, I bet if you... And it's so fast. We have the technology now. I bet if you heat up the blade, it would just, like, cauterize. True. And then no no blood. Yeah. You just have But the heads do do still come off. But we could just sew it back on, you know? Like, if the family is upset about it and they want them to be all one, just sew it back. A little bit of makeup. Just sew it back on. (laughs) It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you gave up having a one-piece dead child in your life when they, like, killed people. hmm Yeah. And it's just—and anybody can operate a guillotine. Mm-hmm. You just pull a thing. It's yeah. so easy. Could just be like a button. Nobody ever flips over a guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> no one ragdolls obscenely out of a guillotine. It's so horrible. It's the like, worst thing. I feel bad laughing at it, but it's also just, like— it's. I'm not laughing like, at him, like obviously, what, like although he's a do? murderer. So, like, I don't feel that bad laughing at him either. I'm just laughing at like, why couldn't? You, why don't they just cut off his head? Yeah. Why don't they? There's so many other ways they could kill him. Or just like you know, firing squad. And there's so many options. So and many they're like, no, options. we're. It's like he mocked them by saying he was too skinny to hang, and they were like, we're gonna do it, and they just got like real mad. Like, do they not have the electric chair by in the 30s? <laughs> they probably do. I, like, I, th- I think, think they would. Yeah. I would assume it hasn't fallen out of fashion. I don't think it falls out of fashion until, like, the 70s. Because mm-hmm. I feel like maybe Ted Bundy was electrocuted. Mm-hmm. That was pretty late. That's Yeah, that's, like, in the 70s so or the 80s maybe. But he maybe he wasn't electrocuted. Maybe it was just, like, an option. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm pretty sure in the 30s they still have it. So, like, the, you, come on. Anyway, guillotines. Anyway, this, is spo- this episode is sponsored by guillotines. <laughs> The the most efficient way to the most painless you know, on the quickest to take them out easiest yeah just it's so simple you don't have to have someone actually holding a giant axe. <laughs> France is filled with engineers who are just ready to go trust us they had a mighty need <laughs> they did for a quick easy way and, and they, you know you know what breeds innovation it. need <laughs> beautiful yes now we're talking about Emma Crawford. I'm a Crawford. In 1880s, you know, there's a lot of people uh, with the tuberculosis. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> They're getting the the lung disease. It's true. Colorado's a popular place to send them. And like a lot of people at the time, Emma has tuberculosis. Emma got it. She's had it since she was seven years old. Aww. And this is, I think by this time, she's probably like a teenager. Say it. Uh, she's a young musician from Massachusetts. She's probably like a prodigy. And... Uh, she played piano, luckily, so it's, like, not as bad if she played something that needed your lungs. Yeah. You know? She's not just play trumpet or something. <laughs> it's, like, it makes you real bad. I feel like you can't be a woodwind prodigy, like, in the 
1800s. Probably not. Something um, about me is like, no one cares. It's, it's all, like strings and keyboards, yeah. you know. Which are still, it's like strings or nothing. Yeah. But Technically no, still strings. No one's like a trombone prodigy in <laughs> the 1870s. Know, I don't think so. You know? Yeah. And we're not doing jazz yet. That's the devil music. <laughs> the devil's it, lettuce. It doesn't even exist yet. I saw the greatest tweet about devil's lettuce. It's like, yeah. The devil's lettuce is coleslaw. <laughs> it's true. So funny, dude. Uh, but so many people in the South, we get so mad if you said that. But it's true. In the Bible Belt, they're like, no. Like, as someone who likes a good coleslaw, sometimes. I hate coleslaw. Sometimes it can be the devil's lettuce. It's just like, cabbage is just like kind of weird. Sure. And then it's literally just like, we just put some mayonnaise in cabbage. But it's like, it doesn't make it better. Is it lettuce? Is it broccoli? <laughs> what is it? It's just weird. And we put, <laughs> it's like, and it's like wet. Why is it wet? <laughs> it's a dressing. I hate it. And it's in a sauce. Anyway, Emma plays piano. And so uh, it's okay because her lungs don't work, but she can still play piano. Uh, but her family moves to Manitou Springs uh, because you got to get that good air in those lungs, baby. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. You breathe it in, the tuberculosis breathes right out. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. That's the sound <laughs> of it coming out. It's coming out. Cleansing you. Coming um, out of you. And then, like I said, springs. So they also have some, like, natural springs, which people also at the time are like, that's the treatment, quote yeah. unquote. So they're like, great. Uh, and she plays piano there and people are into it. You know, they're like writing articles about how good she's a piano. Mm, um, haunted piano. But Emma knows that she's, like, pretty sick. Uh and she hikes up this mountain called Red Mountain. It's not really a mountain. I looked it up. Uh, Which is odd because there, there are mountains. Yeah. Now, it, I looked it up and they're like, it's like a 2.5-mile hike. <laughs> so it's like not a big deal. Uh, it's like a big hill. <laughs> Barely noticeable <laughs> incline. Yeah. But uh, you can you know. wheelchair up to the top. Good it's, for you. It's cool. <laughs> but she did it mm-hmm. even though she had TB. So good for you. And uh, the, the, I asked you if you knew about her specifically because I remembered us in your vampire episode um, mm-hmm. for Vermont because of tuberculosis. Talking about people going to Colorado, I was pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't remember if it was her. It's entirely possible she was in there, but I have no memory yeah, of it. Yeah, and I mean, uh, a ton of people did it. So it's like, as long as you didn't recognize her name on site, I was like, we're probably cool. Yeah. But so she makes a hike up there, you know, and she's like, oh, it's so beautiful. And she loves the view. And so when she gets back down, she says, I want to be buried up there. Oh, okay. Like, bury me at the top of the mountain. Sure. Because I have a quote from her that she hates the horror of cemeteries. And she's basically talking about how she hates everything about death in general. All right. And if you get buried in uh, Colorado, they're just going to turn it into a park. Scoop you out and mess you up. I also wouldn't want to be buried in Colorado. I get it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you have extra reason to be concerned. I don't think she knows about that. Uh, yeah, I don't know that course. that's happened yet, but it's bad. <laughs> and she's like in a different city. Different, yeah, place. But still. Um, and she uh, dies in the winter of 1891. I don't know how old she is. They don't mention ages. But the picture they have of her, she looks like she's in her late teens or early 20s. Mm-hmm. So she's probably around 20 when she dies. Um And they have 12 pallbearers carry her casket to the top of Red Mountain, and they bury her there. Um, But. (laughs) Oh, here it comes. (laughs) The turns. I mean, it wouldn't be funny if that was it. Uh, About 40 years later, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, two boys hanging out, walking around town. It's always the little boys. Yeah. And uh, they get to, like, you know, near the base of one of the peaks of Red Mountain, and mm-hmm. there's they find a skull. And then they go and tell people. <laughs> They're like, hey. Hey. So. Why is this here? And then uh, those people come up and they find more bones and a casket mm. uh, that is labeled to be Emma Crawford's casket. It's nice when they label them. Yeah. yeah. It's way more convenient. Hello, my name is Emma. <laughs> this is my body. So they're pretty sure that there was some sort of uh, rainstorm or something. Sure, some. Apparently, geologic. Colorado's got a lot of rain, in, you know, in the spring, like you'd assume. And uh, she just, whew, down the mountain, <laughs> just skied on down. Casket just slid on down. Gosh, isn't that weird? Like, if she hadn't died, she would have still been alive, probably. That's not that long after. What? Well, you said it was like oh. 40 years later or <laughs> you something? You said if she hadn't died, she'd probably still be alive. Well, yeah. But it just sounded like if she wasn't dead, she'd be alive. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you mean because it's not that far it's later. It's not that Yeah, that she, she could have been like 60 years old. Yeah, yeah. she didn't have TB. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she could have totally been alive still. So, yeah, it's super bummer. And like that she wouldn't even been there if she didn't have TB. Right. She had no reason to move there. She's from Massachusetts. And she played piano. Like, there's, I don't think there's a lot of piano opportunities in Colorado yeah, in the 1890s. She's uh, doing a a grave uh, sleigh ride yeah. down a mountain right. in Colorado. Right. Um, so, yeah, they find her at the bottom, and they're like, oh, awkward. Um, and so they put a little plaque at the top of the mountain now that says that she used to be buried there and, like, stuff about her. But they buried her somewhere else, I think in, like, an unmarked grave somewhere else. Great. Which I, that's, I'm sure she loves that. I just hope it's not a cemetery. That's not where she wanted to be. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's funny. Something about the name Red Mountain is inherently terrifying. Yeah, it is. It's just, scary. Just call it like Blood Mountain. It's like, yeah, it's cursed. Devil Mountain. It's bad. Um, but, you know, that happened, uh, like I said, about 40 years later. So that would be in like the 30s, mm-hmm. 1930s. Um, but uh, in 1995, uh, Manitou Chamber of Commerce ran the nation's first ever coffin races oh, down the mountain. it did do sleigh rides. Uh, and they've been doing it ever since, uh, every year, except for obviously not this year. Cute. In, um, like, right about now, like early October, uh, they do coffin races where they design carts that look like coffins uh, to go down the hill in a race. They Each team has four <laughs> runners to push it, and they have one Emma yes, inside. they're doing, like, bobsleds. Yeah, and uh, they rest in the coffin while it goes down the hill to the finish line. Um, I love it. And usually they, like, dress up in, co- like, team costumes with, like, themes of, like, how they decorated their coffin race cars. Uh, like I said, obviously this year they didn't do it, but I looked at, like, the website that was talking about it and, like, gave the information. Mm-hmm. And instead, they they still were like, we still want to honor, you know, the day and Emma in general. So they are having a T-shirt contest, Aww. an Emma Crawford costume contest, Aww. and a scavenger hunt. That's so nice. So they're still doing something. Good for you. Um and in their costume contest, you can you either can win best Emma. So they they actually want you to dress up like Emma Crawford specifically. I love that. What are, I love, best Emma. I'm best Emma. 
um, or best team theme. So then you don't have to dress up like Emma Crawford in that one. Nice. But I, when it said like that you're in Emma Crawford costume contest, I didn't know if that meant like to dress up like her. And it's like, yes. And then you can also do the costume one mm-hmm. for the group. But I'm just like, very nice. Um, I told this to Alyssa. You know, I was just talking to her about what I was going to talk about. And she was like, that's so metal. Where is this? And then I was like, Colorado. And she's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh. And I was like, this is so soft and also metal. It's mm-hmm. like gold. It's the softest metal. <laughs> the softest metal. It's not useful for things. That's so poetic. But it's awesome. Pure gold. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know if she'd love it because it sounds like she did, like she really hated things about death. Mm-hmm. So that maybe that she wouldn't like that. But then also like people made something fun out of it. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it sucks that her coffin like slipped off the mountain down the hill and little boys had to find it. But... But if that didn't happen, like probably nobody would know anything about her anymore. Mm-hmm. It's the weird, so, weird twist of history. Yeah, it's nice, and, and I love coffin races. It's so fun. Coffin races, like hell yeah, dude. Okay, we got one more. <gasps> Do you save the best for last? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> that one might have been the best. I don't know. <laughs> um, so this one is about. Well, not really about, but it starts with Jim Eggleston. Jim Egg. Uh, who in the 80s was removing um, some molding from his home because he's renovating it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his daughter pulled up a piece of the molding and then says, Daddy, there's something written on it. And hands it to him. <sighs> and uh, inside there is a letter in pencil and cursive. And I'm going to read it to you. <sighs> says, to whoever may happen to find this confession, I, John W. Spicer of the City of Fountain, State of Colorado, being about to shuffle off his this mortal act to make this my full confession in the hopes that I am gone, it may be found and at last clear up the darkest mystery that ever embraced one in human murder. Oh, my God. Well, I thought he was going to be like, before I entomb myself inside the wall... <laughs> No. My final testament. No, no, no. <laughs> On or about the illegible day of March uh, 1893, some four miles north of the city and two miles east of the f- food of Cheyenne Mountain. I think it was Bobby Foot. Sure. But he spelled it wrong. You, you uh, messed that one up. I did kill and willfully murder with a club one John J. Sebastian oh for his God. money and jewelry. To the value of $5,000. And did drag the mutilated body into a deep ravine some 500 yards distance from the point already mentioned in my confession. And then, illegible, its lonely last illegible, bring about to die and illegible, find the retribution that awaits here in the world to come are spending my last moments in prayer for the partial salvation of my soul. It's too late. It's too late. And when this was described <laughs> yeah. in the Uncover Colorado article, it it only a lot of the articles when you read about this only have the line about I did kill and willfully murder this guy. Mm-hmm. So I thought that's all it said. Right. And then I saw a picture of it and I was like, that's long. That's <laughs> There's more stuff on there. So I want to give a shout out to uh, Colorado Public Radio because they had the whole thing posted online. And I was PR like, is coming through. Preach. Clutch. Preach. Uh, but yeah, so you just renovate your house and you're just like, oh, this is a murder confession casual. Have they dug up 
or not dug up. Do they have records? Like, did someone else go to prison for that, or um, do they just not know? So, but they do know. Um, so Eggleton takes that to a reporter, and is like, "Oh, you want this?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> to the Gazette Telegraph newspaper, um, which I also read their article about it. And uh, the reporter then took it to the Colorado Bureau of Investigation, Oh, um, yeah. which I want to take a moment to talk about how uh, – so there's – obviously the Federal Bureau of Investigation is for the entire country, mm-hmm. um, which is why they're only involved if the crime is real bad because it's got to be a, f- a felony, a federal crime. But it right. usually has to be an interstate situation. Mm-hmm. That's why they get involved. Uh but the next rung down is your bureau investigation for your state. So if it's a real bad state crime, then that's going to be them first. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of states have it as like Colorado Bureau of Investigation. I know it's like South Carolina Bureau of Investigation. Uh, I know in Texas it's the Texas Rangers, um, which is very cute. And then in Washington, it's the Washington State Patrol. Oh. And I'm like, it's so boring. It sounds like a highway yes, thing. Yes, yes. So if you ever see WSP, that's the Bureau of Investigation for our state. That's, that's not just Highway Patrol. The Rangers can get away with it because it's the Texas Rangers. <laughs> yeah. You can't patrol. It's so lame. Really? Dude. You're not patrolling. <laughs> you're not patrolling. You're investigating. It's yeah. a bad name. It is. I'm judging you. And you could have been a Bureau of Investigation, which sounds so cool. Mm-hmm. And you didn't. No. Now I sound like a state trooper. I know. It's great. It's depressing. <laughs> Which is the most depressing thing to be. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, I just want to complain about it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so they take it to the CBI. And uh, there's a quote from them that says, we're not going to give it back to him because it's a murder confession and it's authentic. I mean, yeah. Because so, I guess they got asked, are you going to give it back? And they were like, no. No. <laughs> I mean, you know that we're like a we're a police organization. We're not going to give it back. It's it, and like it would never go back to you. It'd go into no. like an archive yeah. or something. Um, but so they try to you know look around in cold cases and see if they can connect it, uh, and they don't find anything. Extremely cold. Uh, yes, very cold case. Um, which presumes that the body was never discovered. Mm. Um, cause he did say he left in a ravine yeah. in Colorado in the 18 somethings. <laughs> yeah. So like fair, <laughs> you would find it. Um, but, but no, like missing persons. No, I, I think what I read too was that it was hard because their police force in Colorado wasn't established until like 1910. Yeah. So this was before that. So, like, the records aren't good. So even if they knew he was gone or even if they found him. It's pretty, like, lawless. It's hard to say if they know Mm -hmm. about it. And he might have just been passing through. Yeah. It's true. Like, he might not have even lived here. Uh, So hard. Who knows? That's Uh, cool, though. I didn't. I guess I never (laughs) thought about how uh, investigation bureaus did, like, Basically, archaeological type yeah. cold cases. Well, and the thing is, you know, like they said it's authentic, which is why they're not going to give it back. And then I read that, but I also remember reading that they didn't know, they didn't find any record of him being missing or dead. So I was like, how do you know it's authentic? And uh, I guess they like checked the type of writing mm-hmm. and the style and, like, the wording and everything, and they said that that was authentic to the like time. carbon dated or whatever? No, I think it was just the, uh, 
the way it was written mm-hmm. and like the wording that they were like, this is not nobody would have faked this. <laughs> and also it was like peeled off this guy's house mm-hmm. and the the guy who wrote this that was his house he built that house oh so there's like there's no it's mm-hmm. it would be weird if he just like knew that and then like made this up <laughs> he's just like having a laugh <laughs> it's like really strange i mean we're laughing but i'm like oh man what if he just like <laughs> what if it's just hid, the prank? hid murder confessions oh. all over the place <laughs> oh like it's like fake ones <laughs> like for people to find right. in a hundred years every time that you met like the guy who like found it it's like what if he's just like he just wrote oh, one he's yeah. like this will be funny <laughs> that's why they're like no no it's real from the time no if he's like a history professor or something it's like mm, did, did, did let's just see if this works oh. even though i will be dead and i won't know oh you found it got uh-huh. <laughs> and he's in heaven like lol because <laughs> it's not an actual murder <laughs> the end of the letter lol lol <laughs> they were lolling it whoa oh, what that's crazy this grandpa was off the chain <laughs> What? But yeah, so they checked the they checked the writing and they're like pretty sure that's real. Um this I guess was featured in an episode of Homicide Hunters, oh. which is a TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm assuming it's like a old house TV show. Sure. Uh where they talk about homicide. <laughs> and that, yeah. And they hunt them. And they hunt um, them. Like a year ago. So I'm like, "Oh, that's fun." Uh, but it reminded me that, like, we had an interview um, with, like, a oh, casting yeah. agent <laughs> yeah, uh, a while back. Uh, didn't hear back, obviously, so we don't have anything going on. But um, that was, like, they were looking for people to host, uh, like, a historical house show. Yeah, Like, basically. you investigate houses, history, and then you, like, talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, honor to be asked. <laughs> Even though it's yeah, just to be invited, very out of our wheelhouse. <laughs> um, but uh, it's just, I'm like, those are fun. I like, I like that those exist, and I just remind me of it. I was like, oh, that's funny. So good for you. These old bones, if they could speak, <laughs> and sometimes they do, and, and they say, I murdered this man uh, and I, threw him in the ravine. But like, wow, that's quite a that's quite a lot of money from like robbing one guy. Yeah. Five thousand dollars? That's a ton. Like even now that'd be a ton. Right. Just Back to then. have on you. Because he had like jewelry and stuff. Oh, wow. So I'm like, that's fair. You clubbed into death, I guess. I mean, that is a very it let you It let you build this house where you could hide your murder <laughs> confession. I know. You had the money for it. Uh, you, just, you know. <laughs> it's funny how things work out sometimes. Uh, and now that they've done their analysis and have photos and everything of it, um, the Confession is currently in the Fountain Valley Historical Society Museum. There you so go. So if you want to see it in person, you're nearby. There you go. And it's open. <laughs> I assume that guy doesn't have any living relatives. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Like maybe. But Peepaw murdered a guy. I, I, I yeah, I was like, I don't think they would have given it to them. Like, you want your dad? You want your great great grandfather's murder confession? But like, <laughs> tell him. Maybe. Sure. Contact if they can. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I know they're like. If you've ever heard of John Spicer, he might have murdered someone. And they have like a nice, successful business, and they're doing well. It's like, did you know the family fortune originated from a murder? <laughs> he clubbed a man to death. <laughs> but like, don't walk around in the Colorado mountains with five thousand dollars on you. No, you're kind of like. No. Listen, I don't want to be one of those people who are like, what was he wearing? But, yeah. No. Mm. There's a, there was another one I didn't include that was like this guy who's like a barber who got murdered in like a seedy area because he was like trying to get some, you know, 
uh, ladies of the night. <laughs> like he's like what trying to get some haircuts? I, <laughs> no, he's he he's the barber. <laughs> Uh, I know, but he's oh, like, like trying to job, like extreme barbing. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. He's looking for some ladies of the night, and uh, then he got murdered, you know, like you do. Yeah. Um, but part of the reason he got murdered was because he was bragging about how much money he had in, like, yeah. a seedy district of Colorado. Yeah. And I was like, well, you're stupid. You uh, shouldn't do that. Why would you do that? Why would you? And the <laughs> only reason that they, like, knew who he was and, like, what happened, like, almost immediately was because he had his barber's tools on him that they, that they didn't take, <laughs> and they were engraved with his name on them. Ooh. Because that's how much money he has, that yeah. he's got barber tools engraved with his own name. Fleet Street turned out a lot different in Colorado. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, like, maybe they didn't take them specifically because they had his name on them. Well, right. Like, they're gonna, someone's going to know immediately. Yeah. Or you have to, like, sand it off or, like, you cut. I don't, but it's very sketchy. It's metal. Like, that's very, hard. Like, when guns, so like, like no. have their numbers shaved off. But you should have taken them to throw them away. Then they wouldn't have immediately known who he was. Throw it in the river. Come on. Nobody ever finds anything in the ravine. <laughs> right? <laughs> There's, like, ten bodies you down there. You gotta learn. There's, <laughs> like, ten bodies. Stacked and no one's ever looked. <laughs> no one's looked. I always think that when I, like, walk around here in Bellevue, like, uh, anywhere in western Washington, because you're only minutes from just a wooded area that's devoid of humanity mm-hmm. all the time. All the time. And so I'm always just, like, I, you know, like, I'll go, like, there's a, a walking path near us that's very, uh, you know, wooded, and I'll be in there, but then I'll be like, someone's going to kill me in here, and no one's ever going to find like, me. They're not going to find me. If like... they just threw me, like, 100 feet that way, no one would ever even look. Right. But then I remember how many people walk with dogs, and I'm like, somebody's dog would smell me. Someone would have their dog off leash. Somebody's dog would smell me, and they would be like, I have to go over here. Yeah. So you gotta go like 200 <laughs> yards back. <laughs> yeah, before, and, then, and then you're doomed. Before the dogs are like, eh, eh, it's too far away. There's always gonna be a squirrel closer than that. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening to this episode today. <laughs> Uh, it's Terrible History. Spooky time. Spooky Colorado. I should have mentioned this at the beginning, but I forgot. Uh, because of Halloween time, we're taking a break from our Black History series. But we'll be back at it as soon as we're done. Back at but it we, again. I didn't want to miss out on spooky time. Best time of the year. And uh, we got some emails. People were like, oh, I'm looking forward to oh, it. Yeah. So I didn't want to be like, oh, <laughs> We're doing other stuff. Yeah, and honestly, I've been missing uh, just dunking on old white people. Yeah. Which, oh, I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you are excited? <laughs> I'm so ready. It's going to be a good time. But anyway, thank you for listening about Spooky Colorado. It was a good time. I'm a giraffe. <laughs> I'm a giraffe. Uh Thank you for joining us today. You can follow us on our Facebook page or our Instagram. We're posted on there, too. Uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever they'll let you. Uh, you can email us hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com. Tell us more about spooky Halloween things that we should talk about. And, you know, I don't know. What's scary in your state? Tell me about it. Yeah. Maybe I'll do one about you. Maybe. Tennessee. <laughs> Just pick a state. Just Rhode Island. <laughs> South Dakota. <laughs> I bet it's scary there. Real spooky. <laughs> Hawaii. 
It's the spookiest scary Hawaii. <laughs> um, and yeah, we hope you enjoyed. You can also join our Patreon if you feel like it. You can join our fun Discord where we're just chit in the chat. The Yesterday was Question Monday that I actually did on Monday, a miracle. Wow. And I was asking people if they believe in ghosts or supernatural things. And generally I was like, I'm like, okay, yeah, that most people were like, I mean, I don't like believe in ghosts, mm-hmm. but I can't rule them out. So yeah. maybe ghosts. That's, I feel like that's a good place to be is yeah. like, uh, like an open agnostic. Or like, yeah, sure, possible. May, could be. Or, like, I believe in, like, other supernatural things, but not specifically ghosts. Or, like, I believe in, like, energy, you mm-hmm. know, and, like, you know, souls become something. And I'm like, yeah. Ghosts are clearly fake, but the Loch Ness Monster is very real. Mm-hmm. And she'll get you. She's a plesiosaur. She's a she, um Watch out. And you know what? Just leave leave Bigfoot alone. He's just like... He's just trying to live his life. Just living in the woods and vibing. Leave him alone. Go after Sasquatch. (laughs) Anyway, bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Boom.